Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. A father finds favor. That will be our subject for today's class. I'm a father, and I desire favor. (laughs) I need favor. I need mercy, grace, thanking the Lord for his faithfulness. A father finds favor. Our scripture is on the screen from the gospel, Mark chapter 9. And I don't want to read it too fast. Um, And uh, you're welcome to, well, for now, you, you can read from the screen, and perhaps make notes that recommend to yourself how we can apply this. A father finds favor. As you know, before verse 14, he was Christ took the three disciples up to the Mount of Transfiguration. And as you also know, Simon Peter was done with humans, and he just wanted to stay there. Reminds me of a story of at a pastor's conference. They were asking different ministers and pastors their ideal church. About the fourth one said, My ideal church is a lovely, lovely edifice, sanctuary, very low maintenance on the outside, beautiful appointments in the sanctuary, and two doors down, a extensive Lovely, 4,000 square foot brick parsonage, complete with HVAC system and a pool and a nice study, but no people. That's my ideal, that's not my ideal church. We know that guy didn't live through COVID, don't we? Christ came down from the mountain in these first 13 verses. Wow. He came down from the mountain up in glory, didn't he? And found you and I that needed his so great salvation. Is that right? All right. When Jesus returned with the three disciples to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. See, I'm glad he was curious also. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. Whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth 
and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit. They couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? Bring the boy to me. Say that with me. Bring. Bring the boy to me. What a friend I have in Jesus. All my sin and grief to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. I'm dead tired. I've been on the mountain. Listen, call my office tomorrow after nine and my administrative assistant will make an appointment for your boy. Friday morning, we're on an extensive workshop on spiritual warfare and how active the enemy is to do these various things to the lives of our loved ones. Friday morning, 10 o'clock. How long must I be with you? Jesus says, bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. Convulsion. And the boy fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening, Jesus asked the boy's father. The father replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Notice the extremes the enemy tossed and threw this boy into. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him. Read this next sentence with me. Have mercy on us. Wow. Not just on the boy. How many parents are in the house? How many fathers, I'll raise my other hand, need favor this morning? (laughs) Have mercy on us. If you can, I always love this, if you can, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Don't you love that? What do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly ricocheted, cried out, responded, I believe, but help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, He rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Wow. Now in Matthew 12, Christ said, when a person has been delivered of evil spirits, He must be active and go to work to build a spiritual life, putting in those incredible love, joy, peace, discipleship, long-suffering, witnessing, praise, worship, having done all to also pray. But notice what he tells the evil spirit. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. You can't come back. (laughs) Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion. 
and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. These verses right here, I'll let you use your sanctified imagination and study whether or not the boy ended up dead. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. But Jesus, he took this boy by the hand and raised him up to his feet. See what scholars say in this phrase, he raised him up. And the boy stood up. In Luke 9.42, in Luke's account, the closing verse there in 42 is, and Jesus gave him back to his father. Look, I'm going to heal him, but not raise him. No, that's not going to heal him. He took him by the hand. Sweet little young girl in the house today. You don't have to look around, just even look at me. He took him by the hand. Raised him, stand up with me. Raised him up. So, okay, Eddie, she's all yours from now on. <laughs> Would you say this father needed and found favor? This father had a heartache. He had a situation, a dilemma, that he could do nothing to change. He was devoted to this boy. Sometimes parents, mothers and fathers, face tough days that they were not responsible for, but are now responsible to, to bring in Christ in his power and the Holy Spirit to cure. I know there's a lot that we fathers do that bring prayer requests, (laughs) don't we? But not all of them. This father had a heartache in a situation he could do nothing to change. Not being personal today, but our oldest daughter and her husband have that situation with their firstborn Benjamin Davenport. And so does his grandparents, Jim, Gloria, Grace, and Larry. It's impossible. There's anything we can do to earn Ben's healing. We would collectively do it. Sometimes in your life, don't back away from me today. Sometimes you face things, tough heartaches that you were not responsible for. Parents, wives, husbands, children, illnesses, hospice, doctors, um, tests. That's what this father was dealing with. Devoted to his son, there was nothing this father could do. We only know he was a single father that day. We don't know if he left the place where they lived 
And this boy's mother may be distraught, may be long gone. We don't know if there were other siblings, but that day this father brought his son hunting down anything close. Religious leaders, elders, disciples, somebody that was bigger than him, some divinity, some power, God would hear his heart's cry. This single father teaches you and I to be the loved one that seeks Christ's touch to bring healing favor. I thought about that recently in my opportunities and my times in recent days to think about it in terms of what the Roman centurion several weeks ago taught us. That if Christ Jesus, you speak the word right here, down over there, my servant will be healed. He taught us that before Kenneth Hagin did. And today, this troubled, frantic, hectic father teaches you and I to be the loved one that seeks Christ's touch to bring healing favor. I know in our youngest son-in-law's life, He's that person in his family. He attended a youth group at the invitation of a friend from school and maybe 16, somewhere in there. He left his house that one night. He left his house, everybody back there. Nobody took him. This friend invited him. And when he committed his life to Jesus Christ, He was the one that would stand in the gap, kind of a mediator that would say, okay, now my family, now my family has a powerful prayer weapon. It's me. His mother, Bonnie, is making good progress to owning Christ as her personal Savior. You and I can be the one person in our family the one person in the company, the one person in our group that goes to Jesus Christ and says, have mercy on me. I always think of these times, and if I repeat myself, good, of the Syrian commander Naaman's, the maid of his wife. That Israeli girl that heard the buzz inside the house that Naaman had leprosy. (laughs) How many people does it take to pave a favor lane to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? One person. Oh, she says to her master, I only wish that my master Naaman, I only wish he would notify the prophet, God will heal him. What? And from her word as being that single person in all that no covenant family, they were Syrians, began the process of Naaman later to testify, wow, this was a great place to get dunked after all. One person. I think a hundred years ago, I had an Aunt Irma who was that, a sibling of my father, an older sister in my father's family. 
whose prayers and intercession, radical, radical Pentecostal prophesying up and down their <laughs> street and church of house. And she was the one that began to call my father, his family, including me, to walk that paved favor lane to Jesus Christ. I know many of you, you are that person. The father, he didn't get sidetracked by the disciples and scribes arguing, discussion. He didn't get thrown off. Well, you take a turn and tell me, do you serve a person that can heal my boy? Well, now it's your turn, religious leaders. What do you think you could do for my son? No. Is above the fray, is that a good word? Is that how you spell it? I said he didn't get sidetracked. He a little bit reminds me of the anonymous woman with a public disease that wove her way through a crowd. This father dealing with chaos and lane changes moves toward the favor lane. Grace looks around when she's driving 87 miles an hour and says, go to the HOV lane. I said, is that just a quicker way to heaven or what are you trying to do to me here today? (laughs) There's a highway in California, probably many. Highway 4. That you literally, from Fairfield to Brentwood, you take your life in your own hands on Highway 4. Now I know California, it's NASCAR anyway. This is crazy. I mean, it doesn't matter what lane you're in. It could be posted 65, it's 87 as far as they're concerned. Listen to me. This father dealing with chaos and lane changes moves toward the favor lane. That woman with the issue. She's already broke the Levitical law by getting out of her house. And she kind of has a a GPS on where Christ is. Here's what's going to happen to me. I made a pact before I left my house. I said, if I can get to Jesus, this healer, and if I stay low and I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to have a brand new life filled with favor. I think so often, religion, politics, different versions, people, (laughs) we just bump out of the favor lane and we start fussing and arguing, you know, well, is he coming pre, post, ah, or ever? No. Another teaching point from this frantic father who found favor is stay concentrated on moving toward Christ. Who's, what are you arguing about? Listen, 
I brought my son for healing. I'm going straight for you. The father told Christ from childhood that demonic spirits controlled his boy. What we have today is honesty in the favor lane. You know, if this father was anything besides a good father, a retail father, a caring father, he was an honest father. Well, my wife, you know, half of his life he was, you know, he had visiting privileges with his mother and she's into all kinds of exotic stuff and candles and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't, I never miss the synagogue. I'm there. In fact, I'm one of the doorkeepers. In fact, I'm a pretty good support. But every time I get my boy back from being with his mother, I have trouble on my hands. We know nothing about his mother. We know this was a single father on that day. Honesty in the favor lane. This father teaches you and I to be honest with Christ. One person said, he knows it anyway. Christ asked him, do you believe? And this man said, I believe. Isn't this a famous statement? We remember this from, we remember this from Sunday school years. Sunday school days. I believe, but help my unbelief. This honest father teaches every believer we can confess to Christ our faith needs help. This honest father teaches every believer we can confess to Jesus Christ. My faith's running a little low today. Wasn't Jesus the teacher that said, if you have faith, you can say this with me, the size of, of a what? Mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, be removed. The father qualified. You qualify. You placed your faith and confidence in Jesus Christ to save you. I placed my faith in Christ to take away my sins. And the life that we now live, we live by the faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. What's the issue on the front burner in your life today? You have the faith to take it to the Lord in prayer. You have the faith to pave a favor lane and see your life, heart, marriage, money, relationship, vocation, change. This Father teaches every believer the faith you have brings our Lord's favor into your life. Yes, you. Someone say, well, no, you. One final throw. <laughs> and the Spirit left him as we read, never to come back. And the Lord said, you can never enter this boy again. Christ took the boy by the hand, lifted him up, and he became part of his traveling ministry. No. He gave him back to his father. Wow. Wow. You take the Lord's favor from here. Here's your son. A father dials 911 brings on the favor of our lord 
You can dial 211, and it brings on the favor of our Lord. You can move through your prayer time. As Michael was teaching last week, the sea lob before prayer, and have God bring favor in the requests and petitions that you bring to him. Let's stand together this morning. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every father in the house. I pray for every head of household. I pray for sons and daughters. We may have on our plate before us a circumstance we were not responsible for. Lord, we're not going to get off on side roads of, you know, who caused this? What's going to happen? Can this be cured? No. We're going to stay focused. Keep our eyes on the prize of you granting favor, healing, provision. Thank you, Lord. I pray each one here, not only fathers, but all of us, We'll be receptive and welcome you as our Savior, taking away our sins. The eternal favor of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, circumstances, tough seasons, what we cannot change, we bring to you in prayer. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your healing favor. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, And we all say, amen, amen. Amen. Blessed family day to each of you. God bless you this morning.